Hey, wonderfuls. Welcome to episode 488 of the JV Club with my incredible guest, Lulu Miller. If you are a podcast listener, and my friend, if you're listening to this, I must tell you, you are. You probably already know Lulu from, I mean, listen, she's a familiar voice on podcasts like Radiolab, like Invisibilia, and we talk at length about her new project, which is a Radiolab. Listen, it's kind of for kids, but it's for everybody, and it's you should listen to it. We'll talk more about it on the podcast. I also just want to give a quick shout out to a past guest, Darcy Rose Burns. Wanted to make sure everybody knows that she is Harper in Big Shot and singing the voice of Princess Amber and Sophia the First. These are both shows on Disney Plus and they are streaming October 12th. Check those out and support Darcy. And now I will leave you to enjoy this conversation with the luminous Lulu Miller. cool for me. I have been a fan of yours for quite some time. Um, I just feel like, you know, it's weird when you are a person who also has stuff in the public eye because you can take the I bet we'd be friends thing (laughs) and possibly parlay it into that being true. But it could also just go the way of like, no, but like this person has millions of fans and like, I'm also still just a person who listens to their stuff and thinks that like we all think that, you know. Oh, same. So. I mean, vice versa. Or just you're like, oh, that's that's curated, edited you. And then real you is. Yeah. Then I'm very awkward. And then you'd be like, actually. <laughs> so let's keep it back to the podcast. You. <laughs> Let me give you the full polished self. <laughs> this my, isn't wine, yeah. by the way. This is water. I just feel like this has been my water bottle for so long and. Sometimes in like official board meetings, I, I'm always like, I got to change it up. Swigging. But. Let me show you what I mm-hmm. use. These, I cannot tell you how old this bottle that I pulled the label off of mm-hmm. that was an apple cider vinegar drink. Mm-hmm. That I was like, these bottles are great. They're a great size. I don't want to just get rid of them. I, yeah. I get recycling, but I could use these because I'm also very messy and mm-hmm. I tend to spill. Mm-hmm. So knowing that I can have this little guy and uh, and then, but then if it's hot and my water sweats, I had to make a koozie oh, out of an old raccoon sock. I love. So if that doesn't, yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, <laughs> well, cheer. it's, cheers, 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 cheers <laughs> to us. OK, so let's get back to you and how great you are. Uh, you've been a part of first. I, I had no idea that you wrote to Radiolab as a college student and like worked your way up through to being a co-host. I remember your name being in the production credits for many years, it seemed. Yeah. Um, but it but I certainly didn't know. I don't think I knew if I if you guys ever talked about it on Radio Lab proper, I just have forgotten because there have been so many episodes. But yeah, there I mean that was like that's such a charming factoid. Will it you is. tell me a little more about it? Yeah. I would so I was like fresh, fresh out of college and I was Living in New York City, I had gone there to follow a boy. Had didn't really like have yeah. New York dreams, but was like he's there, um, and we were dating. And um, I was I wanted to write a novel. I wanted to write fiction, and so I was working right. for a woodworker because I'd done a lot of sculpture in college. And and I'd never thought of myself as a journalist. Like 
when my parents, my parents loved NPR growing up and I'd be like, oh, like, I hate it. Can you turn on GM in 94.5? <laughs> like, why are they all talking like out of their noses? This doesn't sound like real humans, whatever. Yeah. And also I'm not, or I didn't used to, like, I, I didn't, journalism requires a lot of bothering and asking of impersonal <laughs> questions. And I had like a sure. shy peacemakery, like it was not what I thought totally I'd Totally get it. But I wanted to actually, and because of that, because of the kind of shyness or like awkwardness in the world, my dream was always to like reside in fictional worlds and like just whatever, right. So I was doing the day job, trying to write, but not because I was tired and whatever. Um, and then I heard radio again and again and again, day after day. And I started noticing, wait, I feel super informed. I'm laughing really hard. I'm cry. I'm like feeling. Yeah. And, and I just was like, wait, I like this audio thing a lot. It's like, it doesn't have the weird visual judgments, but I'm feeling like I can connect and I like yes. imagining and all that. So I fell in love with it. I heard Radiolab before it was a national show. It was just being produced. And I, you know, I didn't have any training and I went onto their website and, you know, like I downloaded a bunch and listened to them and I, I saw it appeared all these like really talented humans and then I yeah and so then I just wrote to them and I was like you don't need me but sometimes <laughs> like you're full of good chefs but sometimes you need an ingredient you don't know you need and I was like let me be your cilantro I can be your cilantro and so then they were like yeah and at that point internship was unpaid they're like you can volunteer so I volunteered for a day a week for about a year and then yeah kind of learned my way into doing all the stuff that helps make the ship run and then sure when they got a little bit of a budget to hire a producer they they I remember being very nervous for my job interview and then I was like okay to, to deal with this nerves I'll like make two kinds of salsa so I like got up really early and made salsa with cilantro and made salsa yes! without cilantro and then I was yes! like I came in with two bowls and chips and I was like which one's better and Amazing. then and then, but they basically, I think they hired me because I could make salsa and because um, <laughs> I could do all the stuff that made the ship run and like sure. all this boring stuff over very talented reporters and producers. And then once I was in there every day, I kind of learned story by story. And I just, yeah. I mean, I just, lo I didn't know it, but I just loved audio editing. I loved piecing, to whether it was my story, you know, I didn't start reporting till a few years into it, but like, I just loved that journey of going out into the world collecting some reality some tape yeah. some real exchanges whether it's an interview or someone you know driving and like being awkward as they say hi to someone just catching reality yeah and then sitting in your little cave and like just mining out the gems and thinking about how to string them together and give them back to someone and i don't know i think that is like the most fun thing in the world <laughs> I, I love everything you're saying i feel like if you'd wanted to continue the comparison to salsa you could have said again your take you're out picking the ingredients from the world Yeah, there we go and because that really is an element of each podcast of yours that i have listened to and be and been a fan of is there is a sense of both roughness and very produced in a way that is very special and very unique i mean if you're a person who kind of came into podcasts listening to things like This American Life and Radiolab, um, you understand that 
it feels to me, and I could be totally wrong about this, but just based on even what you're saying, there is that feeling of like, we want this to be a beautiful oral experience, but we don't want you to ever forget that we're human beings, we're people, we're accessible, we are emotional, we goof around, we mess up, our audio doesn't work sometimes, like all of those (laughs) things that in other podcasts or in other radio productions where they're like, it's all audio, so everything matters, that it would be too slick. Do you know what I mean? So having like and having Jad's love of music and like really letting things breathe, all of that stuff, that gave birth to so many other podcasts that were inspired by Radio Lab. I mean, I've experienced and I'm sure. Yeah, totally, totally. And I and like, yeah, I love that. It's that interplay is so fun. It's like the scaffolding and your intention for the piece, which feels muscular and steel and kind of rigid. Yeah. And then there's just reality and then kind of like literally just busting up that scaffolding and and maybe and it's just so fun to play with like yeah how like i i I don't want to waste people's time there's so much out there so you want it to move at a good clip but then to also kind of gift someone with if you've delivered them to a moment where like the suspense or whatever the storytelling has cleared their brain of worries and bs I don't know if this is like a swear type of podcast, but anyway, and then you're fine. It's okay. Um, but like, and then, and then, and then to like gift someone with a moment of silence in a temporarily clear brain, like I love that as a listener. So that's something yeah. I want anyway. But yeah, the interplay, very fun. It's very I fun. I love it. I love it. And you just reminded me when you said that moment of silence and kind of just being with yourself. Um, instead of my brain emptying out, it reminded me that I also will be forever grateful to Radio Lab for introducing me to Zoe Keating, oh, who I yes. have now had the pleasure of doing some shows with oh, and nice. like yeah. consider a pal and sort of go, oh, right. This is also what's so wonderful about doing things like radio and podcasts and, you know, being out in the world in other ways. But the idea of different people with with different artistic exp- the ways that in which they express their their creativeness and their art yeah. it's just like a non-stop fangirl moment like all <laughs> i do is just appreciate yeah how special other people are and that is such food for you know that's some real salsa for the soul right there yeah salsa for the soul yeah and i love <laughs> zoe keating who does the you know looping cello like i feel like she and jad, i don't actually know this but i feel like she and jad were both these humans who worked in like analog mediums yeah. Radio used to be the, you know, like the tape and then the oh, yeah. cello, this like breathy bodily thing. Yes. And then and then they both like the moment they hit digital technology and instead of just like just doing some synth like cold on cold, they they do that mix of like electroacoustic, like bringing warmth, the warmth. and then using oh, digital to distort yes. it. And they both they feel yes. like these kindred spirits who caught the wave like five years before anyone else because for some reason they were geeks ahead of time completely agree and then just like evolved their forms and like yeah she's amazing she's so i love her work yeah 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 Yeah. oh okay well let me ask you this yeah i love okay you're obviously your approach to joining the team was is so charming and wonderful and and kind of again it's that sort of like i'm taking the time and effort to make this like sort of push forward on this and take this chance, but I'm also being a little folksy, which again I love. <laughs> yeah, so I'm my like question... using metaphor <laughs> to like try to make my case that I'm valuable, even but if I'm not. <laughs> but it's great. It's great. So my question is like, is that something that 
you know, now looking back at that and looking back at, for example, your teenage life. Yeah. Were, did you approach other things that way? Like, do even if you weren't as self-aware then, mm. was it like, interesting, actually, I guess I kind of did mm. come at things in a way that sort of made them like less intimidating by mm. however I, t- mm. you know, like I can only come at this in an unintimidating un- way. So yeah. if maybe I will bring it to me as an unintimidating thing, even if like at a distance, it looks like this giant behemoth thing that I have to get to somehow, you know? That's such an interesting question. I almost like where I'm going immediately is like, now I think a lot about like the value of ceremony. Like, okay, here's where I went in my head. Was right. I'm, childhood I'm kind of ending at the moment I stopped making mud pies. Mm-hmm. So like mud pies, super fun, or like potions. I remember having friends over and like, we were not old enough to boil water, but like we were boiling uh-huh. water. And then we're like, let's just add like dandelions and like, and this kind of like super, t- or like I remember smoking incense, like, oh yeah, just like whatever, like a little bit witchy, mischievous, playing <laughs> yes. with the world, trying to transmute, Absolutely. like tame. Also, there's some great books out there, like some YA books that really encourage that and yeah. like encourage the analog version of that. And That's I think, great. again, for like growing up, you know, very aggressively without religion, but clearly having some kind of human desire for spirituality or ceremony. I think like, I don't know why I'm connecting these, but the salsa and the mud pie, like the making, the using of your world to mark a moment or to kind of, you know, whatever. I feel like maybe it was around, but I think in a weird way, part of my teen years and the like private sadness that went with it, like I think I tried to publicly look fun and happy but just like super struggling I think it was it was like losing touch with that that kind of ceremony and playing with the world that kind of stuff where it was like oh there's no magic there's no point I'm Mm. trying to be cool with uh, like a lot of there were amazing people in my teenage years but like I think I was overwhelmed by like the the preppy lame people Uh (laughs) Um, or whatever and so I think there were actually during those years was was a loss of access to that stuff which just does bring joy and then I think part of getting older was it has been reconnecting with it even before I had kids but like okay I'm at this MFA party where everyone's a little stodgy and I'm gonna bring my face paints and like I'll be the kid in the corner offering face paints and then at a certain point like the poet laureate Rita Dove came over and I like face painted cherries on her face and then you'd have these intimate moments to talk and maybe that's childish and maybe I'm like naive and twee and intolerable but I also think like sometimes you need to hike up the mountain and burn the like part you know this the part of a t-shirt of a person you need to get over like I think ceremony matters and in a weird way I think um I lost connection with that kind of play and that kind of like using of the physicality of the real world to mark moments a little bit yeah. Where were you going to high school? Like what? Who were these kind of lame preppies that were um... <laughs> they were? So I went I grew up in a Boston suburb Great. and and then I went to a private school for high school. That was just it was just it was like a Boston prep school. And yeah. yeah and there was great stuff. I mean, there was like the art department was amazing. I got a great education. There were amazing weirdos within it. But there was also just like an overwhelming. There was a lot of khaki. Uh huh. <laughs> There's a lot of khaki. And proud And like khaki, all the cars like. in the student parking lot were way nicer than the cars in the teacher parking lot, which is, uh, and just like there was just this, yeah. it just was kind of lonely. 
Was was the when you say that my head immediately goes to did some of the students treat the instructors as if they were having that conversation like my car is fancier than yours person who's trying to teach me or was that just more of like an underlying current that wasn't necessarily um, showing itself in the respect or lack thereof between teachers and students? I think it was just like a marker of the kind of place it was like and I think you know that was in the late 90s so it was in the era where you're like everything's diverse and wonderful like you were not talking about all the kind of structural things and just yeah. I, I I think it was in this just weird time where I don't know I just watched the Woodstock 99 documentary oh I haven't watched it yet and oh, there's just like all so... the, and I was actually there Ugh. as a 15 year old I went oh to you that did thing. okay and, and um and with the two sort friends like with like the one yeah. friend who had the learning permit anyway and it just I think seeing there was like just all this like there's just all this rage and there was all this kind of like like um bridled but under the surface I don't know maybe that's all still there but I don't know there was just a weird um 90s culture thing that I think I wanted to conform to to just check off the like I'm conforming but then also felt like super lonely and 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 destroyed mm. by it so it it was fine at the end of the day it was fine and it was like not it just I just uh I think I didn't it took me a long time to develop like a backbone and a and a enough of a sense of self to not want to conform to things that like my head knew it didn't want to. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And it strikes me. I mean, just thinking about the Woodstock thing again, I haven't watched the documentary yet, but I I had a sense of it or the way I think about it now is kind of this idea of like wanting an experience without having earned it. You know mm. what I mean? Like the sort of Woodstock of the 60s that people are imagining had its own problems, but that there's this sort of entitlement thing at the end of the 90s where it's like, we've done all the work. We're great now. Yes. We, yeah, we also deserve a Woodstock, but it's like, oh, no, we haven't done the work. Yeah. And there maybe that's the unbridled kind of or the bridled stuff that's like hiding underneath the surface that is kind of creating that tension and that anger. Right. And the like, let's, you know, have a festival in the middle of concrete instead of in a you know, That's in a field so beautifully and like, put, you know, where, like, like it wasn't about the work. It wasn't about like pushing for anything. It was about like an entitled entertain me. And a lot of the programming was like ragey. Like, right. And so music, if, you're, yeah, if, yeah. if you're being kind of told, like, we've done the work, everybody should feel good now in general, being a person who doesn't necessarily feel that way um, and needing to kind of tuck that inside. Like I that totally makes sense. The idea of losing touch with like even your own emotional authenticity potentially or or feeling it, but not knowing how to express it. Did you yeah, feel 100%. did you feel seen or heard by artists? Were there things you would disappear into? Was there music oh, that, totally. you listened to that was like, thank like, God I have XYZ, <laughs> yes, you know, okay, so like they're not but like Thank God I had Guster. Um, oh, Guster, was, sure. And just like these sensitive men not not using their anybody. hands. They're not even using drumsticks. Like, um, yeah. And there was like that song, Two Points for Honesty. I would listen to on repeat. Like it, it seemed to like carry a sadness that I felt was kind of like took my sadness to an equilibrium. Yeah. Um, and Liz Fair, like Liz yeah. Fair, Liz 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 Fair, like the OG vocal yeah. fry and owning uh-huh. it. Um, and like, I think, you know, there was like disappearing into music. Those are the, those are the two that just like, just yeah. jump out as like the music that I, I loved the musician 
Stephen Kellogg, who was like a Boston scene folk guy, and he had a similar just like tenderness. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. Hello, dreamers. This is Evelyn Denton, CEO of the only world-class, fully immersive theme resort, Steeplechase. You know, I've been seeing more and more reports on the blogs that our beloved park simply isn't safe anymore. Mur- murder them? I'm gonna wreck it. They say they got mugged by brigands in the fantasy kingdom of Ephemera, or hijacked by space pirates in Infinitum. I mean, I could have a knife. My papa said that I needed to do a crime. Friends, I'm here to reassure you that it's all part of the show. These criminals were really just overzealous staff trying to make things a little more magical for our guests. We're just as safe as we've always been. This isn't a county fair, dreamers. This is Steeplechase, the Adventure Zone. Every Thursday at MaximumFun.org. You said that you were doing some um, sculpting uh, in college. Were you so you were doing tactile art stuff in yes. uh, at the yeah. private school too? What, not um, really. Not like really? a little bit. I did some ceramics, and I was like, "Oh, I could make a thing." Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was, and just I think getting away from words yeah. has always been. I mean, I love. I, I I don't know. I have this this ridiculously complex relationship with words because I obviously love them. I want to be a writer. I wrote a book. I love trying to publish essays. I love reading essays. I love audio, which turns out if you want to communicate things in audio journalism, you have to use words. Uh-huh. <laughs> or like you can use some other things. And that, yeah. I, I do like that because you can use music and space. But um, so like, but then I also find them limiting. I'm actually can be incredibly tongue-tied in person or or even when I'll track thing like I I just ask my question so slowly and I don't know so I um but I think and I think I also just get I think growing up I got a lot of my validation of my worth through my words mm-hmm. like I do good on papers and my dad was like into reading what I you know there was just a lot of like you you get your value that way yeah. and so I think as I've gotten older just like I think that in college which was Swarthmore College and it was very like cerebral and everyone was really smart and I felt intimidated all the time. And then there was just this kind of like escape into the visual arts and making like ceramics and woodworking, making stools and bowls and just all these what felt like all these just dumb papers about rhetoric that no one would like it just felt so nice to yeah make a thing and realize even me they were kind of artless and not that good, but like it was just so satisfying to make a vessel. And that's a real example of like the process for me was always more satisfying than the end. And that I, di- I would have like a little postpartum in part because whatever I had made was not really the sum of the time. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. oh, I I wish I could represent like visually in this thing that's not beautiful, how beautiful the experience was yeah. internally for me making it. Yeah. And so I love the, I did this, that's <laughs> so crazy, but I did this Comic-Con with Lance Henriksen in New Zealand. <laughs> and he, we went out to dinner, all of us, this one night, and he was talking about um, being a ceramicist, uh, being mm-hmm. a potter, and how he has this huge, you know, like warehouse space. And he makes, uh, he's, he's like, I'm good if I just make and break a pot every day. Like he oh. makes a pot and oh. then he breaks it. It's very Zen, very Buddhist, wow, but, but that's it, because he never wants to lose 
the point of being of making it and that he never wants to sort of have this endless shelf. I mean, certainly he that still like, makes a bunch that he doesn't. But you know what yeah. I mean? Just like the, the to letting remind go. Himself the process is. More yeah, important. that is so beautiful. Which is I love so that. which. Yeah. So I've really carried that with me. And also this all kind of makes sense to me, too, because of what you were saying about like the texture of the audio that you work on is as close to something tactile for your ears as anything I can think of. I don't know if you you're know? just being nice, but that makes me really happy. I know it's really I true. I mean, like, sort I of think- ASMR, which I don't know. I, yeah. I think I would know by now if I responded if positively. It. Yeah, if I had yeah. it. Um, <laughs> short of that, like, I think it's that's all there. And so that makes sense. And also the wonder, like, I think that's something that, you know, even just in listening to terrestrials, like how gung-ho, and I mean that in a totally not sarcastic way, you still are, because I feel exactly this way, of making, being a part of other people's wonder. And I know you have kids, so obviously you're experiencing it uh, one-on-one or two-on-two or four-on-four there with your family. (laughs) But, um, But really, it feels like, to me, beyond the, I mean, beyond the education, which is clearly that's where the awe and wonder comes from. But it feels always like a, the conversation, there's this underlying conversation with what you're doing, including Invisibilia, ha, you know, has it, uh, Trust Reels has it, of like, isn't this amazing? Like that just sort of underlying, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, let's all stay engaged. And like, let's make sure we're always finding things that bring us joy and, and, teach us something and let us let go of like the big bad that there seems to always be multiples of in like big picture world today kind of stuff. Totally. And I think wonder gets like such a bad rap and I understand it. It's kind of kind of eye rolled into the corner as twee or trivial or like a luxury, or, which or is luxury. not or just I like kitty like, bubbles. Yeah. Like, and, and I get that. But I think when you think about what is wonder, like Okay, etym- etymologically, the root of wonder is wunder, and it's unknown, which is kind of cool because it's not unknowing. But if you go, if you scoot a little over to ah, the root of ah is ege from the I old can't English you know for all of this. terror. Well, because like, have you, I, this is so much a part of your world that you're like, yes, well, Janet, I think like, I just like I, I look to words to for well, well, I just think about wonder because actually, <laughs> no, sure. because I'm, I think I'm trying to be a wonder defender in the in the world where it can feel really, but it's about terror and it's about like part of wonder is actually about like feeling small before the world and I think that like in my book that kind of ended with this lofty promise of like if you let go of scientific certainty and categories you'll get a a wilder world where every dandelion is reverberating with possibility like it was like this like and what okay fine and I at that when I was writing it I was like realizing it I was very hopped up on it but but what okay what does that mean lady and so like I think this this series terrestrial is really trying to give six concrete glimpses at a world where nature is not behaving as you expect or where an mm-hmm. organism is like breaking some rule that you thought applied to nature. And and I think like the feeling I get when I see that as someone who can be prone to like the sad feelings and the feelings that we're stuck and humanity's never going to get out of its messes is like maybe that thought is wrong. And maybe, look, if this water particle can get a break from gravity and this like sterile, this mule that's never supposed to have a child because of chromosomes and absolutes and nature just does like or these these organisms 
that are said to be vicious and and fight to the death and selfish at all costs, because that's how evolution works, are shown to be incredibly cooperative, actually, really, in the wild, well-documented. Um, what else might we have wrong? And yeah. like, so, so there's like, there's an opening, fe- I think that that wonder feeling for me, I'm really thirsty for it. Like, I, I am like, the misanthrope depressive in me is like, I need to Absolutely. see that I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm and so that's anyway. So like, I think for me, it's about, yeah, moments of opening and, and just realizing, yeah, there's so much bad, but we might not have everything right. There might be mysteries. Things might move in different ways. And maybe there's something we can learn from that or maybe just take relief in the brief realization that we don't understand this place completely. Sure. Absolutely. And also that sort of conversation that I think if you're a person who's gifted with intelligence in your DNA, whether you are blessed with the opportunities and the privilege to fully expand that stuff, um, that you're having a conversation with your brain if you're a person who has struggled with depression or anxiety or any number of things where the, the whole sort of like who's in charge question like am I in charge of my brain is my brain in charge of me yeah. like what thoughts are productive what thoughts are necessary what thoughts are reductive and yeah. so if you're feeding if you're helping to feed people and their brains because people who have that curiosity are the people who are going to be drawn to your work you know sort of saying like, here's a way to engage with this story or here's a way to engage your brain with something that is going to take it out of the me or the oh God or the, you know, what am I supposed to do here? Which I think is this, it's this little like poke at your brain like, (laughs) you know what? I'm going to tell you what to think about right now. And I have some help from some friends. Yeah. And let's go look at this thing for just 20 minutes and then we can get back to looking at our navel. But just like (laughs) 20 minutes, let's look at a bug and like or just. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think. And yeah, I'm trying to show hopefully also just I'm not that I am not a very eloquent interviewer like I ask stuff authentically I'm not pretending to be dumb like I I, whatever (laughs) I just and and I think trying to show and show that like that there are ways to do it you can just ask people they don't have to you can just ask people questions and go look at nature and like there are there are ways out of the head when it's being cruel to you (laughs) yeah absolutely I also just wanted to quickly shout out um for example, the Guardian episode when yeah. you when which is a lot about bugs, right? There's yes. a lot of bug, yeah, it's bug about, stuff it's happening. It's our gross buggy episode, but it's so good, and it really made me. You know, I was mentioning uh, to Dahlia that that I really could have used that because I feel like I had like reruns of three to one contact, which meant well, but somehow there were still things that were really scary on them. And yeah. I remember there was this night that I was trying to fall asleep and that whatever there had been a special on bees. But Uh-oh. all I could remember was the visual of just a swarm of bees in a hive and not yeah. the honey and nothing. And I Which every time like... I closed my eyes, I would just see bees. Oh, and I had oh. this like overpowering fear of bees. I could part of me could appreciate them. But the other part of me was just so terrified by them. Yeah. And it like by the time this is a well-known anecdote on my podcast, but by the time I actually got stung by a bee, I had really come to love bees and I was so sad for the bee. But like I would have loved <laughs> to have been journey. sad for the bee as a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I feel so, I'm so grateful that I got stung by a bee. I was in my 20s when it finally happened because by then I was like, no, like you you didn't need to do that. Like you're yeah. not you're, you don't have to you're not protecting anything. I'm nowhere near your hive, you know, just like to have that relationship to it. And 
had I had something like trust reels, I feel like that journey would have been shorter and and it would have found me sooner, you know? Okay, so we didn't I didn't like give you new bad images of Tsitsipas? Honestly, you didn't. Okay, you didn't. I mean, good. Listen, I whatever I felt. (laughs) I I don't know that my. Yeah, you definitely didn't. You definitely didn't. Good, Um, good. Luckily, like, I think it was, uh, yeah, anyway, it's people just, you know what, everybody should just give it a listen and yeah, then you can decide how you feel about it. You can check know. in with yourself about TT Flies yeah. uh, at the end. <laughs> um, did you have, was, were you, does that ring true for you? Like, what was your relationship like with kind of the world and science and as a, as a kiddo and going into your teen years where some of that may have kind of I mean, nature further away from you. That was like that was my reliable, happy place. I I, like that was the soothing of last resort. Like, I think nature was. And I think that's part of why I'm doing this also like to give to people, but also just to get to spend my own time with my ears filled with nature. But um, yeah, no, growing up, I think nature was just reliably clarifying gentle helpful like there would you know they're just this feels so small but I I just remember like I started going hiking and camping my dad I have two sisters but for some reason my dad and I would usually go on like one hiking trip a year we'd get up really early and like drive to Acadia and he had his canteen from like when he was a boy and we'd pack snacks and like whatever and it was always just fun and um and I just remember like the feeling of being on a hike and you're on a trail, but just this simple, weird thrill of like, I could walk off the trail. I could walk. I could walk through those bushes and I guess like maybe leave no trace. You probably shouldn't. But uh-huh. um, <laughs> but just the weird thrill of like just 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 like kind of, I don't know, in a in a growing up like where there's rules and there's school and there's times and then there's all these social rules that I think I perceived vividly like was always afraid of you know mm-hmm. doing the wrong thing i think there's just nature and not like just the feeling of being out among other organisms who just aren't judging you yeah was yep fantastic and and so i think for yeah like i didn't i was really I've, i was always really afraid of snakes but other than that like bugs were fine dirt like i just loved i don't know i just loved it and yeah. and i think that that has been like one of the only constants through my whole life. Yeah, I totally get it. I feel the same way. And it's the way you describe that. It's a feeling that I feel like I kind of chase from my childhood in a not an unhealthy way, which is because it's generally found in nature, which is that sort of secret hideout feeling, which is the feeling of like, is where is this moment where I'm getting a little adrenaline rush, not because I'm doing anything wrong, but just because there's a sense of like a secret between me and nature in some way. And um, and that's such a I mean, talk about a natural high, like it's such a cliche, (laughs) but it is this sort of feeling of like, and if you can find that and like make room for that, um, it does have that same kind of thrill as like you know like look behind here like I built this little fort and like yes. no one knows it's here and maybe everyone knows it's there but in your mind you know no one knows it's there yeah and it's a sort of special place and however that like the idea of it feeling kind of wild and and mysterious but also having a safety to it is like I mean to me that's like Carl Sagan 101 yeah you know is the sort of sense of like and it's been continued through other things but as a kid you know, I very much relate to what you're saying about uh, public radio and to a certain degree PBS, because, you know, my parents would watch stuff that was like 
shot in on a cheap soundstage in a, in a British studio and it has like very, you know, those cameras where you're yeah, like, what yeah. camera is this? Like, yeah, this yeah. looks so bad. Everyone looks shiny. Right, and right. Like, it's a, yeah. This audio sounds tinny from far away. And then Cosmos comes on and you're like, what? Hold yeah. on, what? Yeah. You know? And again, that sense of wonder, like there's a person who knows how to capture wonder in science, you know, and among that, many others. But the, oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, um, yeah, the feeling of the little spot is so true. I, I am going to forget the name of this researcher, but it was some dude in the 70s. Okay. So we, like on Invisibilia, we did a piece about fear and, we talked about this guy who studied kids the way that like, um, oh, my God, this is how tired. Oh, Diane Fossey studied yes. like apes. And yes. um, and so he just went into like small towns, I think maybe in Vermont and like watched how kids played like in the woods and filmed them. Yes. And then he wanted the, the thing we talked about was like how over 30 years, the the radius that kids move got so small and crime didn't change, but like parents feared it. It says right. like, so that's what episode, we talked yeah. about, blah, blah, blah. But then yep. there was this side thing where we watched a bunch of his videos and like read his papers. And the thing he noticed was like one of the main things kids do when parents aren't looking at a kind of certain age, I forget exactly, but probably in the seven to 10, is they just like go into hidden spots and make forts and yeah. structures. They just like make little worlds that are theirs and have and that they like they make safe and they they make some kind of structure and they like decorate they make it theirs feels kind of ceremonial yeah and 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 I loved just like seeing it outlined that like that is one of the most primal ways we play when given the space to do it and like that you just you want to make your own little world and you want to structure it and, de- and decorate it and invite the people in you want and have little yeah and I just I I think like as humans that like as kids but just as humans we're looking for like for little safe places that have some mischief and have their own little yeah. culture and magic in them and yeah absolutely I, yeah oh oh it's time for a quick break I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun Since the dawn of time, man has dreamed of bringing life back from the dead. From Orpheus and Eurydice to Frankenstein's monster, resurrection has long been merely the stuff of myth, fiction, and fairy tale. Until now. Actually, we still can't bring people back from the dead. That would be crazy, but the Dead Pilot Society podcast has found a way to resurrect great dead comedy pilots from Hollywood's finest writers. Every month, Dead Pilot Society brings you a reading of a comedy pilot that was sold and developed but never produced, performed by the funniest actors from film and television. How does Dead Pilot Society achieve this miracle? The answer can only be found at MaximumFun.org. Um, okay, so do you know, did you ever play MASH, Mansion, Apartment, Shack, and House? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to do some uh, some tailored for you in this conversation okay. to a certain degree oh, MASH I'm so categories. Excited. I'm getting ASMR. I <laughs> swear. Like, I get light ASMR. There's just a few things that do it, and it's being read aloud to, apparently uh, playing MASH. Amazing. And like it, the few times I go to the tailor, 
the tail. Oh, I love it. it. Anyway, okay, good. Okay, we'll play. It's so I'm ready. funny. I was just thinking. I, ha- I was like falling asleep, f- dreaming about having something like a customized suit made. Going like, I've never. I still have never done that. And then I was like, <laughs> Why am I thinking about this? Bucket Maybe list. That's get why. a suit. I believe in you. I think you can get a suit made. In I your gotta life. get a suit. I gotta get a suit. <laughs> uh, okay, first category. Let's do three. Places in the world that Mm. we can we're going to give you an extra room in your house and you can open the door and you're going to go into a natural environment for three places in the world that is like that's it. It's sort of your secret place. But it's like, oh, suddenly you're at the lake in New Zealand or suddenly you're in the forest in Oregon. And so it's this magical door in your house that takes you to three secret, quote unquote, Lulu secret places, natural places in the world. Okay, number one, Wintergreen Point a peninsula in the Adirondacks off the trail. Great. And it's like, it's on this lake and you feel like a queen and the whole lake is yours and it's so cool. Okay. Summer. Summer. I don't want to, I have no interest in being there in the winter. Okay. (laughs) Um, Number two, Tobacco Bay in Bermuda. Okay. um, Which is just this like gorgeous cove and the name makes it sound like maybe there's going to be cigarette butts in the water but they're not we all know um, you only smoke incense so it doesn't only matter. smoke incense um and uh that is where i like knew i just knew i wanted to marry the woman who is now my wife um Love and that. then uh and then just somewhere in like the Pacific Northwest. I don't even know it well, but I'd love some redwoods and some like yes. steamy pine-scented eucalyptusy air. Yeah. And like trees that are too big to hug. Oh. Can't yes. get your you can hug them, but you can't get your arms around them. Love it. Love it. Okay. Love it. Love it. That this okay. is like speaking of things that are just spoiling me. I, this <laughs> is why I love doing this. Okay, next one, let's do Let's do three people from any period of time, from any field, from any realm, but three people that you would love to collaborate on something <gasps> with. And probably for whatever reason, I mean, perhaps it is because they, no, they are no longer alive, but like you could really shoot for the unattainable here because this is our wish fulfillment. Like three people that you would love to, and it doesn't, you don't even have to know what it is you'd collaborate on. Mm. But just three people from any time in history, any time that you'd love to do something with. Okay. Okay, there was an unnamed lady alchemist. No, she has a name. I'm forgetting it, but can, I don't know. There's this lady alchemist from the 1500s who was like possibly actually magic. <gasps> Amazing. Sorry, I forget her name. She'll probably be cool with that. She's like, it's okay. It's not names. about this. It's okay, not about so, names. Okay, it's just fresh in my head right now, but and she's living, but um, and she's Lajev Nasser's wife, uh, uh-huh. and she made <laughs> the show glow. Um, yeah. And I just think she gets like female friendships and the belonging that can be found in found family, but also utter silliness. Like, yes, so smart and so dumb. So um, Carly, Carly Mensch. Um, and then like, let me think visual. OK, whoever like made the the laser light shows of the 90s in yes. science museums yes. and like first real whoever did the the, the Pink Floyd laser light show. Oh, yeah, I would like them to work. On, I would like to work with them on something for today. I could not go. agree and, and love like, that more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Those are my things. Fantastic. Okay. okay. Um, now I'm really, this is like, I'm not, I'm coming up with like ill-formed sort of nebulous ideas here because I'm, I'm so stimulated by your brain. But um, how about like 
amusement park. Ooh. A, it could be a small amusement park, but like amusement park with some sort of science theme that you haven't seen or, you mm. know, don't know about. But like, what could we create rides about and okay. sort of like, like black some hole, sort of black gray, holes, that black hole slide. Great, 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 great. Um, Okay, like the the nerve in the giraffe's neck, which makes <gasps> no sense. Do you know this thing? So, like, this is one way that people argue that evolution defined things and not God. So it's kind of oh, this rude. is a bad time but for like, me to say I actually am a creationist. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, but like, so like you never know. No, but like, end. whatever. To all systems know. of belief, like sure, truly, sure, always sure, of knowing. Sure. But there's this nerve that instead of just going from the brain to the eye. Again, probably getting this wrong, but ballpark right. like it goes like travel. all the way down yes. and then all the way back up. Yes. And so that would be this like Ferris wheel Ugh. scrambler, but like we I don't know, oh the giraffe's God. neck. Like um You evolution are like park. justifying every stupid idea I have right now for a category. But that actually just sounds aggressive. I okay, and then also okay, I'm I'm stealing this from Alan the song bud. Who Great. recently who sings on the podcast and is ge- like he is just genius. He's my friend. He wasn't in radio. He's just like had another job with a past as a punk musician and he's a genius and he Love makes it. the sh- like they are so special. The songs but are he wonderful. got very in- interested in the idea of recursive islands, which are um, islands. <laughs> okay, so like you have an island, okay, and in the island there's like a little pond, and in the pond there's an island, and in the that oh. island there's a pond, and in the pond there's another island so okay. it would be like the recursive island fractal yeah lazy river but it would be like yes. tropical so like also i have a frozen drink that is recursively forever marvelous relaxo land infinite <laughs> fractal relaxo land i wish i had room to write infinite fractal relaxo land i really hope that we don't forget it we could always listen okay. to this episode if okay. we if we need to remember okay, okay next one Listen, this is a romance category. That's Ooh. what exists in MASH. Whatever you want to do with it. Fictional okay. characters. So, like, my wife, my wife, cartoons. my wife, my wife. Okay, but. Okay, but in this <laughs> alternate universe, yes, she's also got something wonderful going on. It's, with The Rock. No, the Rock is her with one. The ro- with the That's rock. who she's allowed. We're going to hand her over to okay, The Rock so and she's vice with versa. The rock. She's going to do whatever she wants there. Uh, they're going to make their pebble. They're going to make their <laughs> and you are going to just have, you know, it could be short term or long term. I'm not, you know, okay. no judgment here. Whatever you want. Sexy times, romance, long term mm-hmm. companionship. Mm-hmm. Um, three people, whether they exist in real life or not, from any era, any book, any movie, any cartoon, any video game, anything. Okay. Okay. Ooh, ooh, or books. Okay. Well, like the first one that jumped forward because like our forces form us. So like Anthony Kiedis. Just great. I mean, he was at Woodstock 99. He was like, you know, kind of part of the culture that's like forming that. But just like Anthony Kiedis under the bridge downtown, long hair, shirtless era. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Why is that like the only person I can think of right now? Listen, he was very powerful. If there ever was a person who exuded pheromones somehow through like just being on in a video, he did. Yep. Okay. Then we've also got Miss Rumphius. Okay. Um, So. Okay, so Miss Rumphius is a children's book, um, and she's this, like, uh, ambiguously single woman uh-huh. um, who travel like, who the lupine lady, she, and she just lives by the sea in a really cute house, and she plants flowers, and she, like, adventures and gets cozy and, like, has friends. But Beautiful. I think she would be a good lover. I love that. And for and, some like, reason— 
cozy with her by the sea. That sounds so good. And I got slammed with the crush I had on Meg's mom in A Wrinkle in Time. In that book. And, really? So hard when you said that. All yeah. of a sudden I was like, oh, there Meg's it mom. is. Yeah. OK, uh, so Miss Rumpheus. Right. Oh, and Ms. then my Rumpheus. last one, which I don't remember the character's name, but did you read the book Pisces, which is about a woman who falls in love with a merman? No. He and but it's very like too, earthly. Yeah, it's great. Great. It's like fun trash. Okay. Um the the merman in that is he's very earthly. Like it's not fairy tale. It's like the the woman has to like bring him in a wagon to like get him out of the sea. Uh-huh. Um but he he had something going on. So the great. merman. The that merman totally makes sense. Pisces. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Next one, three skills that we are going to sort of give you matrix style where you wake up Ooh. tomorrow and you're like, I know kung fu. Oh, okay. Surf it. I am an incredible surfer. Number one. Absolutely Wonderful. great at it. Um, oh, I would love to be good at the guitar. I would love to play the guitar. My hands have tried. I am musically dyslexic. I played the saxophone for 12 years. Can't make it happen. I love music. Anyway, play the guitar. Great. Surf. These are all like things that if I was less klutzy, I could like these. You don't need magic, but I would need magic. Understood. And, and then, um, well, yeah, actually kind of kung fu parkour. That's the other thing. Oh, I would love yeah. to like flip. I, I really that would love to like just magic. like flip off buildings and like, yes. yeah, so that's that's 100%. what I choose. Should I have 100%. chosen like things that were like good for society uh no i mean that's that this is okay this is we're this i would is just dessert. like skills. we're eating dessert right now. i want so skills. you yeah okay and speaking of dessert by the way three mm-hmm. foods that in this reality perhaps you're allergic to or you feel that they're ecologically irresponsible or just you wish that you could still eat a bunch of sugar and not feel sick afterwards in this world we're removing all of that there are zero ramifications if mm. you want a burger it's not really a cow like etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, okay. or it could also be like this beautiful you know sandwich you had this one time on a trip and you're like why did that just stick with me and why can't i ever have it again Ooh. so this is this is food mm. wish fulfillment Three okay. foods we're going to give you with zero ramifications. Mm. Fried chicken from the supermarket in Kauai, where I went Great. to on my honeymoon. Great. Kauai. And then just like all the buttered popcorn from the movies. Ugh. I guess I'm a savory person. I know that. That's oh, great. And then like a, a, a pizza from Naples. Oh, great, great, great. Yes, indeed. Of the savories. Okay, yeah. almost done. I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Uh, this next category, three films that you can jump into. You're not reliving the plot. You're just in the space with the mm. characters in the in that world whenever you want. Oh, my God. I love that question. Okay, my neighbor, Totoro. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hook. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, it's just like those, like, the, the food fight and those just like cake on an island. Okay. Yeah, it makes me very happy to know that I do a podcast with Rufio now through because of Avatar. So um, if you oh ever my... want me to introduce you to Rufio, oh just God, let Rufio, me know. Rufio, Rufio. <laughs> um, just tell him like I appreciate him. I will. Um, and then, um, okay, weirdly, the station agent and like just oh, the I piece love that of movie. that small town <gasps> and what's that actress's name? Her house on the dock. Yeah. Patricia um, Clarkson. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so what a dream. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. I need to watch that movie again. That movie is so great. It's that so, movie is so good. And it's so good. Doesn't move how you think it is. Exactly. And then it's just great. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, final one. Let's do three musicians. We're going to 
give that you're going to be able to create they're what they're going to do for you is create a soundtrack somehow intuitively they're going to create a kind of ongoing soundtrack for your life so there can be joy Ooh. there can be contemplation whatever you want that to sound like or look like but three it could be composer singer songwriter straight up bands three musicians that you would like to um create this kind of organic uh lulu miller soundtrack um okay i mean obviously liz fair great have to have to great and then i'm just trying to remember his name it's like a blue it's like this chuck johnson chuck Chuck johnson Johnson. great and johnson oh okay i have a tie but i'm gonna break it i'm thinking either dark side or typhoon i think Mm -hmm. typhoon i think typhoon they would like bring their like whole symphonic like so much but then they'd also be able to go really quiet and then a man singing on falsetto who has like almost touched death because of his health scares which i think informed is like done okay typhoon beautiful okay beautiful all right uh (laughs) final thing give me a word to help describe your sort of general mood when you woke up this morning oh this morning okay cozy just one word yeah cozy cozy wonderful wonderful okay i'm gonna do this very scientific calculation to get us to each thing you get from your 100 percent guaranteed alternate universe mash world will you please remind people about trust reels anything else that you would like them to check out where they can find you all that good stuff in other words vamp okay vamp i'll vamp (laughs) um yes well i know here's my pitch for terrestrials like i it is it is definitely for kids but it's also secretly for real for adults and i guess if you can get over the barrier of subscribing to the um, Radio Lab for Kids feed to get you to get can. there, which I think you can, it's you all absolutely free. Absolutely can and should. Okay, love it. Love the encouragement. Um, it's just like it's just a little twenty-minute nature walk with your pal. We have six episodes that we've worked a whole year on. They are we scoured like hundreds of stories to get to the best ones and to the most fun storytellers, and kind of lushed the whole thing up with space and sound design and. I would love if you try. I'm just given all my vamping is going to terrestrials. I think this is the Great. thing I have ever made that I'm most excited about. Um, I I think you could feel that in the episodes and uh, at least what I've heard, because um, only two are out, right? It just only launched two. on the 22nd. More so you yeah, can, we're brand new. Early yeah. adopter, everybody. Get in there. <laughs> fall in love with it. Um, I can speak to the songs being adorable and wonderful and putting a smile on your face. And you're also learning. So get into it. I do have your mash results. Okay, okay. I'm feeling What's my alternate pretty world? Pretty good. Pretty good about it. This is such a nice process. Like, just dream the world you want. What a healthy exercise. Great, I love right? it. It's just yeah. like I. It really puts a little spring in my step when yeah. each time I finish an episode. Okay. Um, I got a lot to tell you about. I'm feeling real good about it. Um, okay. one thing that I guess I didn't really do because I was so um, preoccupied with the secret place with the door <laughs> for your room is I yeah. actually didn't pick like a place for you to have your mansion apartment shack that's house. okay i'm okay so i with think that. maybe you have an apartment in my neighbor totoro okay perfect like, i think Ooh, that's okay. a place you can go and then you okay, have your own it. place you can call home while you're there okay so love you it. can definitely do that whenever you want um there's you have to be splitting your time between a lot of different places because you can go into that movie where you have a charming apartment but okay. you are also very busy doing a ton of surfing okay. so you yeah. are very, very busy doing surfing. Now, there's a lot of different places you could surf. Um, there may be a scenario in which, because the Pacific Northwest is very magical and that there are redwoods and then, you know, not so far away, there's like 
surf crashing into the rocks, we'll assume yeah. it's safe uh, yeah. because you can. You have a door that opens up right into this just beautiful, majestic, wonderful forest where the redwoods create their own climate. I'm so blown away by redwoods. Cannot say enough good things about them. Uh, so you're going. It, that, it's almost like getting the island and island because it's like climate within <laughs> climate within climate. It's like the redwoods are building a world inside a world. Uh, trees are growing on redwood branches. There's it's so amazing. So oh, wait, I love it. I, I and love like, this am for I you. sometimes surfing the mist? Is this what you're saying? <gasps> you are sometimes surfing it's the mist. So thick, I can surf the mist. So basically, yes. I can fly. Okay, yes, loving it. You okay. can. Yes, okay. you can. Okay. Uh, that, by the way. It does burn some calories. You're going to want some of that delicious uh, pizza straight from Naples. Yes. Going to just treasure that. Let me tell you who I can imagine doing all of these things with you. Yes. Anthony Kiedis. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know he wants to surf some trees and eat some pizza with you. Are you kidding me? He does. He Uh, does. We're going to have a great time. Uh, but you know you're also and like busy we both because, maybe oh, yeah. he has does he have the long hair back can we because I kind no, of have has, like the has, same hair he has as the him hair right yeah he has and the we hair both, like headbang a hundred percent a hundred percent I say try to get him to put on a shirt just okay. try to get him to put on I'm a shirt I'm gonna it fail gonna happen <laughs> uh, you also are going to be collaborating with the wonderful Carly Minch uh, on something yes. extraordinary which by the way could absolutely happen maybe we're <laughs> willing that into happening right now um, whether or not she wants it to be uh, affiliated with the rad black hole slide kind mm-hmm. of themed science world astronomy magic which I think is my favorite of the things that you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. I love that idea. Love, love, love the idea of the black hole slide. So yes. that's also happening. That's a gift Amazing. you're giving to the world. Amazing. Um, and that leaves us with the soundtrack that's going to be accompanying all of this fabulousness, all of the ins and outs of this alternate universe provided by the one and only Liz Fair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well okay, played. I just, what a like, Lovely. I'm like going to just be able to fall asleep tonight yeah. surfing the Redwood Mist <laughs> with Anthony right. Kiedis and like That's Carly's right. waiting for me for like our creative project. And yeah. Liz Fair is just like in a like a like hole in the tree, like rocking out. <laughs> everything feeds into everything else. You're better at all of these things wow. because you're being stimulated by the other things. You know what I mean? It's this like wonderful ecosystem of creativity and energy I feel happening. I am so authentically relaxed right now. And my scalp <laughs> is like magic. Like there are so many sparkles. It's like tight, loose, tight, loose, sparkles, sparkles, sparkles. Oh, I'm spark- so anyway, happy. Wow. I'm wow. so happy to hear it. That Lula was Miller. good. <laughs> what, a, what a what a bucket list moment for me. I'm so glad we got to do this together. Oh, you are so um, sweet, Janet. Yeah, this I hope we so get to fun. do something else and see each other in real life and all of that. Thanks uh, for because, just like yeah. exploring imagination yes. and nerdery with like so much heart. This is so much fun. Thank uh, you. My pleasure. Couldn't couldn't do without it just like you couldn't do without the stuff you're making. So from yeah. one to another, thank you. And everybody check out Terrestrials. Why am I saying that? You already have. You already <laughs> press pause. You already subscribed. And you're already in love with it. So, well, I have nothing to worry about. Um, Lulu, thank you again. Everybody Thanks. else, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Thanks so much. This is so much fun. The show is produced by Julian Burrell and Christian Duenas. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember one We could save kittens from trees 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.